Hi, and welcome to Forest of the Future, the podcast series where we look into how innovation in FSC can help save our forests. We all know the forests play a key role in combating climate change and the biodiversity crisis that we're facing. In this series, we explore how innovation, especially within tech tools, but also more broadly, can help us protect our forests and support the mission of FSC, which is to ensure responsible management of our forests worldwide. In this episode, we zoom in on the impact evaluations and scientific research into whether FSC works or not. I've invited Frank Trolliet, who's our evaluation and learning officer, to share about his work on impact reporting. Frank will let you into his world of impact dashboards, research databases, and scientific reporting. And you will get a first-hand experience of how a comms person like myself uses the scientific term impact too loosely and stand corrected. The episode, like so many others this year, have been recorded online. When recording, we struggled a bit with an unstable internet connection, so you will, in the episode, have some interference. I can only apologize and hope you can focus on Frank's very interesting updates. And with that, let's get going. Hi, Frank. Uh, welcome to the show. I'd like to start off uh, a bit light. Could you take us a bit into your world? What are you working on right now? My world. So my world is that of outcomes and impacts of FSC, FSC certification and the FSC system as a whole. So basically I'm responsible for activities related to outcomes and impacts um, evaluation of FSC. I've been working on different projects lately in the past couple of years. Uh, currently I'm really focusing on the impact dashboard, which is part of the research portal. I have also starting a project related to climate change and how FSC um, is is relevant to to mitigate climate change. But that's really just a start, and um, the core of my projects is really is impact dashboard and the research portal. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a bit more about what the impact dashboard is? Yes, of course. So the impact dashboard is an interactive dashboard that compiles uh, scientific evidence of the outcomes of um, FSC certification. Um, so it's a compilation of scientific results. Uh, so it's not outcomes that the FSC system or the FSC family have been uh, looking at. It's really um, results from independent external scientific research. And the goal is to present those results to um, anybody interested in, in FSC certification and its outcomes in a simple and digestible way. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's composed of different descriptors, allowing users to look at different topics, different sustainability dimensions, uh, different countries, uh, and so on. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that that would be both good and bad results? We're looking at it from an FSC's perspective, naturally. Right. So the goal is not to have only positive results. It's really to look and to convey what the science uh, finds. So it's about positive results. It's about negative results. It's also about um, no detected effects of FSC. So everything is in there. It's also getting results comparing FSC with uncertified uh, locked forest, but also to reference forest. What I call reference forest are undisturbed forest, which can serve as a reference point to different forest values. 
Wow, it sounds really interesting. Who would be able to access that impact dashboard? Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. Wow. So it's the goal is to make it public because many different FSC stakeholders are interested in FSC outcomes. So it's made for colleagues in FSC who are really in need of communicating or marketing FSC and its impacts and outcomes. It's made for the public, for consumers, for different FSC stakeholders. So really, yeah, everybody. Mm -hmm. And how would that work? Because I'm assuming, would people then have to dive right into scientific papers or do we help them digest the information that's there? So specifically, the impact dashboard, it's... Um, is, has been made in a way that everything is digested as much as possible so people can really navigate into the dashboard and get a sense of what we know about FSC certification as quickly and easily as possible. Yet, we convey technical and complex information. Mm -hmm. So it's not just reading a piece of, it's not reading a story. Um, but I'm trying to make this as nice to read and to, to navigate into as possible. Mm -hmm. What are the kind of topics you would find information on? It's really results from scientific research. So we directly depend on what researchers find. So it goes from social to environmental to economic topics. Mm -hmm. So I have classified them according to those three pillars. Within each of those pillars, we find um, more specific issues and topics, for example, biodiversity or um, climate-related impacts, for example, carbon emissions. It could be about workers' health and safety. It could be about uh, price premiums and market access. So we do not cover all of the single topics and items that we, that we have in the principles and criteria mm -hmm. um, because researchers decide what they want to work on, but it's we are going there slowly. Mm -hmm. Wow. You also mentioned something called the research portal. What is that? Right. So the research portal is the mother project of the Impact Dashboard. It is composed of two main tools. One of them is the Impact Dashboard. As I have said, it's focusing on isolated outcomes of FSC certification. Um, here, the focus is on the, the best, the most robust studies. The second tool is the online library, which is acting more as a repository for scientific references. The library covers also outcomes impact evaluation, but not only. So it will contain any impact-related studies about FSC. The one we find also in the, the impact dashboard, but more than that, because some of them are really more descriptive or explaining all the concepts behind FSC and why it is relevant for the society as a whole. But we also find what I call FSC-relevant studies. Mm -hmm. Such studies do not focus necessarily or explicitly about FSC, but it, they could be very relevant for technical or strategic discussions and for decision-making within the FSC system. For example, it could be studies about climate change or indigenous peoples or uh, the landscape approach, logging practices. So anything that relates directly or indirectly to FSC, mm -hmm. to forest values, and that could serve as a scientific backup, as a basis for discussions and for decision making. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like a giant library of everything that's around FSC that you can't necessarily 
show on an impact dashboard, but which has information that would be relevant when we're trying to make decisions? Well, hopefully it will be giant at some point. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, you're right. It's at exactly the point. Um, but because we have a global coverage and because FAC deals with so many different topics, it's um, it's really a long-term objective to have what we could call an exhaustive library that covers all the best scientific information about all relevant topics. So it's, a, it's really a process of compiling, finding this, this uh, scientific evidence, making it searchable, findable with descriptors, so mm-hmm. users can easily access to this information. So it's a long process. How does a scientific paper make it to the research portal? Do you have to read through every single one of them and attach descriptors and catalog them? So <clears throat> because scientific papers can be difficult, complex to read, and and they are written not in a very digestible way. The idea is to prevent users to read them, at least at first. So if technical people really want to dive in, um, and if they can access the paper, they can really read read it if they want. But the goal is to make those papers, um, or to make the information, the scientific information in the papers, searchable and findable in, in again, um, easy and smart way so that users um, can access it easily. So yes, the idea here is to really work with descriptors and to classify all those papers in the systematic and and consistent way um, so we can navigate through this information. Mm -hmm. Um, The second step, is to make summaries of those papers. So we do have um, some, like a good number of summaries for for, for for papers, but not for all of them. As you can imagine, it's a long process. Mm-hmm. What will having such a research portal and an, and an impact dashboard, what will that help FSC show? So the impact dashboard is really about showing impacts and outcomes of FSC. So it can help consumers to understand what this logo is about. It can help investors and our colleagues in marketing and communication or different stakeholders to speak about the impact. But generally speaking, the research portal with the the impact dashboard and the online library is about facilitating the use of science and fostering its use for decision-making. So it's not only about showing something, it's really about providing the platform that is necessary to make scientific information flowing among Mm -hmm. stakeholders, between the the scientific community and the FSC system. So we improve the way we take decisions based on evidence, based on data, based on verified information, so on the long term, we can hope to have more impact. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really, it's one important tool in the overall monitoring evaluation strategy, which is the, the core activity of the DIAL program in which I am working. And we should see that as a reiterative process in which we use current scientific evidence about FSE or about FSE related topics so that it creates an impact that we can assess whether it's positive or negative, and then we can learn from it. So 
we adapt the system, we make it more relevant and more impactful. So mm -hmm. the learning component is very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it never ends, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> All of this seems to be very closely linked with some of the projects I've been covering in other podcast episodes, like the FM Online, where we gather certification data, and the GIS verification platform, where we help auditors prepare for audits. I mean, both of those are also about gathering data. Um, to help us improve the uh, the efficiency and the impact of our standards on the ground. Am I correct in assuming that that's very closely related to what you're doing here with the impact dashboard and research portal? Yes, of course. Um, very good question. So as of today, it, it might be a bit difficult or abstract to see how those different projects connect to each other because they have different, let's say, direct objectives. Mm -hmm. The GS verification platform and the FM online projects are mostly, not, not only, but mostly about collecting data internally, but also data that are closely related to the certificate holders and what they are required to implement, how they are required to behave and, and what to do and not to do on the basis of FSC normative requirements. Mm -hmm. So we speak about performance data. Mm -hmm. While the research portal is, as I have said, is mostly an interface to link, um, to make a link between the research community, science, and the, the FSC system. So we use external data. How do they link um, is very interesting. It's really about making a logical chain to understand firstly what's happening on the short term. What are the direct effects of FSC certification as far mm -hmm. as certificate holders are concerned, um, normative requirements, and so on? And how does that how does that relate to the effects of um, being certified? What's about biodiversity? What's about indigenous peoples? What's about climate change and so on? Mm -hmm. And here comes more sophisticated analysis, more complex data sets that the research community help us to, to collect and analyze. We are developing tools. We are developing ways to, to connect performance data with impacts and outcomes data. Um, very important piece in all of that is remain the research community. Mm -hmm. So we are also on a path to, to increase uh, and foster collaborations with the research community so they better understand the FSC system so we have more and more robust fields evaluation, and this is um, this is key for the development of the system. Mm -hmm. It also seems that uh, that we might be able to give something back for the first time to the to the research community in the form of aggregated data that we're starting to collect through FM Online and the GIS verification platform, where we're actually collecting data for the first time in a structured manner from the actual performance of our certificates. Is that part of engaging more with the research community? It will definitely be a great piece of, of for the collaboration, yes. So as we, we know more about um, where we have certificate holders and who they are and what they do in their, in their certified operations, then it's gonna be much easier to connect to longer-term data to understand mm -hmm. if yes or no, or to which extent something that we find is attributable to FSC certification. That's a big challenge now is that 
if researchers conduct an evaluation in the fields, mm-hmm. um, they might not be able, or it might be difficult to attribute things to FSC specifically versus mm-hmm. other parameters or other variables in the environment. If we know really well what's coming out from FSC certification, what are the direct effects of being compliant with the with FSC system? Then we can relate easily to the internal consequences, if this is clear. So yes, mm-hmm. it's. Um, I hope it will foster collaboration and uh, exchange of data in, in both ways. Mm-hmm. That's very very interesting. What what kind of timelines are you working on for all of these things? So. <clears throat> Different timelines because we have uh, concrete projects with um, already defined products, but we mm-hmm. also have this overall monitoring evaluation strategy that we are revising, which is more long term. So the impact dashboard is planned to be published by the end of the year of 2020. Mm-hmm. The other tool of the research portal, so the online library, will follow in 2021, hopefully in the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, so in 2021, I will also start to, to working more, um, more focused on, on connecting those different projects and bringing in the new, the next steps for this m system, the monitoring evaluation system. Mm-hmm. So we will really see the first products this year and next year, as far as the, the research portal is concerned. And um, when we will get data from FM Online and the GS verification platform, we will make connections and, and start doing data analytics. But this is more medium term, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of your work is based on, I've, I've heard you say this multiple times, uh, a theory of change, right? Um, can you explain to me what a theory of change is? Right. Kind of... Um, abstract concept <laughs> we don't know about it um, it sounds difficult it's actually quite quite an easy concept a theory of change is a roadmap to impact it's a result or logical chain mm-hmm. so it's in the same time it's a process and a product let me start with a product because it's it's maybe easier to, to grasp a theory of change illustrates the ultimate long-term intention of an intervention, for instance, FSC. Mm -hmm. So the last step would be the long-term impacts we want to achieve and FSC vision, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes the link with this long-term intended impacts to, on the other extreme of the causal chain, to daily activities and what we are doing on the daily daily basis with different programs different units different strategies we have the marketing strategy we have the standard or normative requirement strategy so different strategies that should be linked visually to their short-term effects and so on so we have a, a list of successive steps we speak about um, outputs we speak about mm-hmm. intended outcomes on the short term, on the medium term, on the long term. And the idea is to make connections between those different steps. So we know how we should get to this long term impact. What should we be doing on the short term? What should we be achieving on the medium term and long term to get to the vision eventually? 
Mm-hmm. This sounds very related to the FSC Global strategy and, and linked up to that. Yes, it is. So um, maybe it was not, the link was not very explicit in the past. Now we are trying to make this link very clear and consistent. So basically the global strategy and the theory of change should be very much overlapping. Mm -hmm. The global strategy, um, so the the current update that is happening is also defining long-term objectives intended impacts, and then it defines the priority areas for the next five years. Mm-hmm. The theory of change should have even more generic approach to not only define what we should be working on in the next five years, but also potential strategies and intended outcomes that we, tr- we should uh, achieve to get to the long-term impacts. So the theory of change basically says... This is the next 50 years, potentially, right? Uh, Which is a roadmap that if we do this, 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 and this, we should be able to conclude. I'm trying to rephrase here, see whether I got it right. We, We should be able to conclude that, yes, scientifically, we can show that we've had this impact that we've ensured forest for all forever. And we, and we can actually say that we've, we've done that and we can show the true impact, where the strategy then says, okay, so this is the long, there's this long-term roadmap and the strategy then pulls out the next five years and says, okay, what are then the baby steps we have to get through these next five years, which I'll be truthful, won't seem as baby steps when we're in them, but with the longer-term perspective, they will be baby steps towards achieving that longer theory of change. Is that, is that correctly understood? Right, yeah. So, I <laughs> sounds don't like think, not quite. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think the global strategy um, stops after five years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it helps define the priority working areas for the next five years, but not mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. The key difference for me is that um, the theory of change that I am developing in the team in Dial and that will uh, go for consultation by the end of the year has this monitoring evaluation components. Mm-hmm. So. A theory of change could be developed with different level of details. A theory of change have the the whole process of defining what we want to achieve and how has been used also for the update of the global strategy. Mm -hmm. But the difference is that this theory of change remains at a quite general and simplistic dimension. And actually, Mm -hmm. we do have a theory of change for FSE. It's published on the FSE website. People can consult it, but it remains quite general and simplistic. Why? Because we also need to explain to stakeholders and to the public what we want to achieve and how we we hope to get there. What I'm trying to develop now is a theory of change for monitoring evaluation, which is a much more detailed and open result chain. Much more detailed because I want to map all the necessary steps of we call them preconditions mm-hmm. that we need to achieve to get to the long-term impact. And very important point, for each of those steps, or we can call them preconditions or intended outcomes and outputs, mm-hmm. we also need to define indicators. What are indicators? They are one or multiple variables for which we need to collect data to define if yes or no and to which extent we achieve what we what we aim to achieve. 
So if we want to, I will take a very simple example. If we want to protect and maintain biodiversity, which could be seen as a medium to long-term outcomes, mm-hmm. intended outcomes, the normative requirements say that we need, for example, to protect some proportion of the forest without management or without logging activities. We need to protect uh, those old uh, trees that could be home for different bird species or insect species. We need to maintain rivers and to avoid um, disturbing them. Um, So different requirements which are intended to have an effect on biodiversity. Then the question is, how do we make the link between protecting those uh, forest components Mm -hmm. and having an actual impact on the birds, on insects, on mammals, and so on? Mm -hmm. And for that, we need to connect those steps And we need to define what data we want to collect, how often we need to collect them, what analysis we need to make to be able to conclude anything about biodiversity or about workers' health and safety or about um, economic uh, viability. Is that clear or maybe yeah, a bit abstract? Yeah, no, no, it makes it very much clearer. It also sounds like you have a large piece of work ahead of you. So if if you look five years uh, ahead, what do you hope to be able to show? Hmm, very good question. I guess because we have so many projects which are starting now and that we need to link at some point I need to manage expectations and maybe in five years, I don't know what we will be able to show, but what I want to have in five years is um, a flowing m system, is a system where those linkages are made, where all the necessary data or the most important data for the most important topics, I'd say, are being collected, are being analyzed, and for which we have the capacity to draw conclusions and to mm. continue this activity of checking to which extent we achieve what we want to achieve. So maybe we will be able to show something, maybe not. It's a huge piece of work. I mean, to collect data and to draw conclusions about any of those topics in one single country, um, given that we also need to compare with, with something else, with uncertified forest management or, or forests, Mm-hmm. Uh, is 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 already a lot. Mm-hmm. So let's think long term, and we start with having a robust system aimed at addressing the issue of impact evaluation. Hopefully, mm-hmm. before, and we will we will be able to show something in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I know, you, <laughs> I know you well enough to know you don't want to overpromise. You, <laughs> you would rather deliver sooner and, and surprise people positively than to overpromise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds to me, I'm, I'm really excited that we're even doing all of this. What makes you most excited about all the stuff you've going on now? Hmm, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am mostly excited to overall to see all of those fundamentals of m um, activities being upgraded and, and, and revised and, and being put to the next generation of tools, digital innovations and, and analytics. Um, but I guess I am mostly excited to see those connections being made. Mm-hmm. And the team is working hard on getting those, those tools and, and developing solutions to collect data and having the system in place. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see those connections being made and to 
to see us doing the first analysis and, and, and be able to communicate to our colleagues and to the outside world what we see in mm -hmm. the forest. Let's hope Frank gets what he wishes for and that FSC in five years time have an M&E program with flowing data streams, easy analysis, impact dashboards and continuous improvement through data informed decision making. I for one hope that the vision is realized and I'm sure that it will with our very skilled data analytics evaluations and learning team. If you want to get in touch with us or follow our work, I encourage you to join our LinkedIn group. It's called FSC Digital Innovation and it's open for everyone. You can also always get in touch with me on digitalinput at fsc.org. I'm Laura Worm and this was Forest for the Future. <laughs>